Hi, I'm Aaron Swarovski. And I'm Austin Shaw. This is Between the Keyframes. What is a specific insecurity that you have had to overcome as a designer? So it doesn't have to be like general enough that it's like imposter syndrome, but like a specific right. thing that maybe in the beginning you were like, oh. But I'll tell like, one yeah. from an educational point of view. And I think it relates because it's, um, yeah. I think when I first started as an educator, there was this thing in the back of my mind that told me I needed to like be able to answer every single question a student would ever mm. ask. You know what I mean? Like whether it was like a software thing, a hardware mm -hmm. thing, a design instead. And it's obviously that's impossible. Nobody knows everything. And I've actually become more comfortable and I try to teach this idea too of like embrace the uncertainty embrace that place of not knowing because that's mm. what we discover if you're in a place where you're so insecure that you don't know something then you're gonna fight with this righteousness to like prove that you know and you're just closed off there's no yeah. learning there like if yeah. somebody comes into a class and they already know everything I'm like well then why are you why in this you? class <laughs> right? like, yeah. but you know and I tell, like, when I teach my intro to motion class, I'm like, look, I'm going to answer 90% of your questions. Nine out of 10 questions, I'm going to be able to say, I know exactly how to help you here. And then you, mm -hmm. but you're always, I'm like every single quarter, like more than 10 years now, I'm like, somebody's going to ask me something I don't know the answer of, and I'm going to learn something new, you know, because I could sit there and I could look it up and I could figure it out and that might make, take me 30 minutes or I could sit there at the front of the room and go, who knows how to do this thing? And someone will be like, why don't you try this menu? And someone else will be like, wait, no, this. Mm -hmm. And in five minutes, we'll have this kind of fun banter and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll figure out the thing. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest tool a teacher can teach is the ability to find answers and solutions, not to just give mm -hmm. them the answers and solutions, but teach them how, teach them how to fish. I was thinking, teach him how to fish. <laughs> no, there's like a yin and a yang to it. There really yang? is. There's like <laughs> yang. Yang, yes. It's the yang. Yin and yang. It's yang. What's that? Isn't it's it just yang? No, yang? well, I think it's 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 supposed to be pronounced yang, I believe. Oh. Like Chinese pronunciation. Look at that. You're teaching. Yeah, already teaching right here. Dark, yeah, but there's that. <laughs> there's the give and the take, right? There's. I can't do everything for for a student and, and trying to do everything for them is a disservice because yep. they need to, I need to, you know, bring it here. And then it's like, they need to meet me. And then, and there's that flow back and forth. Um, so this could be like in, in your guys' specific fields or in design in general, or even just in your life. Um, but what activity makes you feel most like yourself? I think when I'm in the flow, right? Like they mm. talk about, there's a lot of people talk about the flow state, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, so in a way, I guess whenever you're, you pro I probably feel most like myself in whatever I'm doing when I'm in a flow state. But the things that I do all the time, right? Certainly like when I get in a design groove, right? Yeah. Or a motion groove, like when I'm making something or problem solving or just creating something, like there I'm feeling very much in that, in that flow, in that space. Meditation for me, I mentioned that earlier. That's another place where I, I try to just be, right? And and mm. I can I can get into that space a lot in a meditation. But and I think that flow also comes in teaching too. Like sometimes it's like I don't know, like there's like a grace to it. You just feel like, okay, everything is unfolding and it and it feels right and it feels good. 
Well, from a work perspective, I think uh, my thing that I love doing is um, writing a brief and doing the research and brainstorming the different directional ways it could go. Like, mm. so starting to make stuff, find stuff, full inspiration, but like coming up with that perspective, studio perspective and point of view. I love that. And I love that kickoff, talking people through it and hmm. seeing people spark to the different ways it can go. And, and like just feeling that like, oh yeah, that that's you. You're going to take that direction go, you know, hmm. that's really so fun. One of my things is like, if I'm ever speaking somewhere and somebody emails me or anyone just emails me, like, I'm not going to get back to them in two seconds, but I will take an afternoon and just bang out all the inbox mm -hmm. questions. Like, I get questions from students all the time. Like, I have to write something on my, <laughs> on a motion designer that really inspires me. And, and would you answer some questions? Yeah. The response is always very quick. Yes. Tell me when it's due. <laughs> Tell me what my deadline is. <laughs> and it's like, sure, send me when you need this by. So, like, I'm very organized. So I keep a, a Google Doc together mm. and I when I write answers to questions I like do it all in this one doc and very rare them ask a question it's usually like the same six or ten questions that I'm asked so I can just mm. copy and paste and then after I put all that in which of course takes like four seconds I go um and I read them to make sure there's still <laughs> something I want to add to it but then I like but be like then I'll write but these are the questions you should have asked and I oh. oh and I dropped the knowledge. Fucking What are the questions bombs. that people should ask? Oh, now I gotta go yeah. to my Google Doc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the questions are usually like, what was your favorite project you worked on? Um, yeah. Who inspires me? Where do I find... A lot of that is like, where do you find inspiration? Um, hmm. What kind of projects did you do that you like the most? Hmm. And, you know, a lot of it's like, what's it like being a female business owner? My answer is always like, mm -hmm. was it like being a business owner? <laughs> you know, like, so I, you know, I do like the gentle corrections and I, but yeah, I'll send you that list. It'll actually be fun. I'll go through and like kind of find it. Maybe Even just like interviewing, like when you're, you know, usually at the end of an interview, someone says like, do you have any questions for me? So that would be really helpful for students yeah. to hear kind of like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause that's right. always, yeah. Do you have any suggestions? Like what a student should be prepared to ask a potential employer? Oh my God. Oh. Yes. Like, first of all, <laughs> you have to come with questions. You have to come with questions, yeah. but you also got to read the room and know like when to stop asking questions. Hmm. I'd ask questions about the culture of the studio, you know? Even though they might not be 100% honest with you, I think it's important to mm. kind of let them know that you're thinking about it. Not culture from like, am I going to be here all night, every night? You know, but culture like, do people hang out with each other? What's, mm. yeah, what are the fun things that people in the studio like to do together? Just mm. all of that stuff. Um, yeah, and you can mm. even ask things like, what's a day like? What's it like for you working yeah. here a day to day? Yeah. Like, give me an average day. Yeah. Mm. I think asking how much access they're going to have to their creative directors is an important question. Yeah. That we mm. never get asked because that gets into like mentorship and yeah. 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 Do they ever ask like, will I be mentored? No, no. Really? Mm. Interesting. Should they? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. 
I even asked that. I asked that as like when I took took the job here at Western. Yeah. I'm like, who's going to be my mentor? Yeah, hmm. I want I want a faculty mentor. I'm in I'm in a new place. Yeah, who will yeah, I be interacting with on a daily basis? And then that will lead us to say, well, every job has a producer, so the producer will shift around based on what jobs you're on, you know, and then mm. it would be like, and each job will have a creative director, but then you'll most likely be working with these, you know, five artists all the time. So they're going to be your peers. Oh, what have they worked on? Mm. Well, you should go to the website and look through it and then see that they're on, you know, you can look for their names on the things or say, well, this person was instrumental in this. It's great. Those are really, really good questions to ask. I would ask about the mix of work. If there are specific accounts mm. you're thinking of hiring them for, like if you just landed all mm. this Google work and you're like, I got to build a Google team. I think knowing mm. that you're going to be on Google all the time is going to be really important. <laughs> mm. um, for you, if you're, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Google's a great client, like a really great client. But, um, and they have a mm. kind of diverse amount of work, but like you better like red, blue, yellow, and green because those are the fucking colors you're going to be working with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm white, you know, so yeah. kind of a deal thing. So I'd ask about the diversity of work and who you'll be working mm. with consistently and who you'll be reporting to and if mentorship is a part of it. Yeah. I'm curious about what your guys' weaknesses are and like what areas you're both trying to grow yeah. individually. In we have no weaknesses. Know. I've been watching. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Aaron has no weaknesses. <laughs> no. No. no weaknesses. Maybe you can share Austin's weaknesses. Oh, we should talk about each other's weaknesses. Oh yeah. All right, that'd be kind of fun. Roast one roast. another. Yeah, that's great. I'm an excellent roaster, but I take my time and roast appropriately mm. so that it's not. It's a mm. thorough process. So it's it's yeah. not it's based slow, on. It's a slow roast. <laughs> slow roast. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. A slow roast. A slow roast. No, I don't feel comfortable doing that. What are my weaknesses? I mean, I have. I feel like I'm still growing as a director. I wouldn't call it a weakness, Hmm. but I've said like I'm a really amazing creative director, and I'm a really good director. And I think, Hmm. but like the reality is, is like behind the camera, I don't have as many hours. You know, it's like flying a plane. you got to get your hours in. So the more I do Mm. it, the better I get at it, the more confident I get at it. Mm. So I'd like to, I wouldn't call it a weakness, but I'd like to continue growing on that side for sure. Mm. And writing. To be a great creative director and director, you have to be, in my opinion, an exceptional writer. You have to be able to Mm. communicate your ideas on paper. And I wish I knew that in Mm. college. I would have taken a million writing classes. That's the Mm. thing I was not equipped for. And I had to take classes after school and really work with a writer like Hallie, actually the person that's my friend that I said, you know, for parenting advice, she taught me how to write. And she was like my first hire as a, as an employer. And she was admin, but she was, she'd read my stuff because I'd have, that's another thing, have everything you do proofed. Your website, everything, get just get it proofed by somebody that's a good writer. Get another set of, set of eyes on it. Austin and I, for between, we're doing that back and forth. You got to prove this, Austin. I don't trust myself. I wrote it at 2 in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, um, you got to go through that process of proofing and all of that. But she really taught me how to write. I was like, but it's really important, the flow. She's like, but, like, you can't have a sentence be three paragraphs long. You can't put ellipses for everything. So she taught me how to use ellipses. She taught me how to use like the, you know, the M dash. She taught me, you know, 
<laughs> there, there's like nuance to writing styles that hmm. I feel like I with her I was able to like learn how to communicate my ideas make sure they were coming across very quickly very briefly very clearly um, hmm. and have my voice still come through because we'd argue hmm. like I'd be like no 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 that sentence like it's really important because I'm talking about that and that and she's like that's just like three separate sentences maybe just blah, 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 blah. I'm like that's not how I talk you know and we go <laughs> yeah. back and forth and yeah I really like with her developed like a writing style and I wish you know it's really important for your clients who are my producer sending my note to their producer who's forwarding it to their creative director who's forwarding it on to the executive creative director who might even send it on to a client. So hmm. all these people are reading what I'm writing. It's really important that it sound like me. For me, I think probably public speaking uh, in, in a, in a, um, not so much in a class, right? It's in the bigger, it's in the auditorium. It's at the podium. Right. And, and I have like, you know, I have some friends who it's like, they could just like walk up on a yeah. stage and just start riffing and they're super funny and comfortable. And oh, it's like, and they don't care. And it's like, that's not me. Like I can get in class of 20, oh, no. class of 30, whatever, and, and lead a discussion and lead a lecture and all that. And I feel great. But like, mm. if I just try to riff on stage where there's like a podium and an audience and lights, and I don't know if it's about the, you know, the setup or whatever, but I, you know, it, <laughs> My heart starts beating and my face feels like it gets hot. So I'm assuming it's turning really red. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned is when I'm asked to either speak or present at conferences or those, those bigger yeah. public speaking events, I need to practice, practice, right? Like I just need to, I need to rehearse it. That's what I've discovered works best for me is I need to work at it. I work out the presentation, I work out the flow and I just, I just put the time in and <laughs> the work, gotta do the work. I do the work, you know, yeah. and then, and then by the time it gets to be go time, it's just like, yeah, then I chill, then I let it go. Mm -hmm. And then I just trust that I'm going to get up there and the words are there and it flows out. And if I improv, I improv oh, and that's yeah. cool. And, you know, and, and, but that preparation is for me really important in that, mm -hmm. that context. I wanted to ask, so Michelle, what do you think? I mean, so you've been, I've told you about this project that we've been working on yeah. and I think you've seen the trailer, right? And you got to review a few of the episodes. So I did. from your point of view, what, what do you think? We should do. Well, I guess, what do you think of it? Yeah. <laughs> and just how do you, what your feedback, you know, would be. like, yeah, yeah your yeah. feedback from, from your, your point of view, your, your kind of age group and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I loved it. I watched it during, I had just gone on a trip and then had dead week and was so stressed out and was like, all right, I can just take the morning to listen to like one episode and then I'll do the rest later. And I just cleared my day. I just pushed off all of my things after I watched the first one. Cause it was just so engaging. And it was so, it was one of those conversations like listening to that just like gets you fired up and just like makes you want to like dive into it. And so of course I didn't dive into it. I just kept listening to more, which wasn't quite effective, but yeah, I think I think it's great. I think it's really helpful and lovely to just like hear the inside of something. And I think both of you two speak very candidly. I loved that you guys spoke in details a lot. Like you didn't just say like the budget, you would like give the budget because um, those are things that just like people speak vaguely about a lot yeah. of times. But like when you're a student and you like haven't like actually really gone into it, it's like 
it, it just contributes to that imposter syndrome because you're like, I'm going to pretend like I know what you're talking about when you talk about a big range or a small range, but I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it was really helpful that like Aaron, I think a lot of times you were, you gave like a specific time frame for a project. Like you gave the number of weeks, which was really helpful because we're just like kind of going into it blind. And so we're like, what is a big time frame? What is a small time frame? Because our only frame of reference are these school projects, which go by the quarter system. Yeah. yeah not every student has like an Austin that can give them like the kind of ins and out of the fields. Like most going. professors. Yeah, like they're just like not like they're just professors. That's an, an amazing thing to be, but like they yeah. have been out of the field for a long time or like can't quite give you the real examples or the ones that they can are like pretty small scale. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but like I never would have thought to like shoot for the companies that you guys have worked with because it wasn't tangible right. until like hearing you talk about those and hearing speakers come and talk with us. It just makes it more tangible. And you're like, "Yeah, why why couldn't I work for those people or why couldn't I do that?" Yeah. Um so I think like the person like having it be personable and like talk about these companies will hopefully do the same thing for for young students I hope so one thing that I would say that um sort of probably goes against like your nature Erin but like imposter syndrome is really apparent with students especially at least the ones that I've interacted with and myself and so a lot of times I notice you guys would like reference something or like reference something in the industry that like obviously to you two is like apparent what it is but like if you don't know what that is then it does kind of contribute to the like I don't really know what I'm doing here um so maybe just like explaining a couple of the concepts and for the most part you guys would do it or you would have like things pop up on the screen which was really helpful Mm -hmm. but that was probably the only thing really that was like a bigger like like for like a student audience uh, would be more helpful somebody asked a question yesterday too about like they were like what skills should students have mastered by the time they graduate and Aaron was like well we don't expect them to have mastered anything (laughs) that was exactly what I said we don't expect them to have mastered anything we expect them to teach them everything that's why the mentorship question is a really good question and making sure there's other people besides like one person that you're going to be able to absorb from and learn yeah. from. It's crazy to me that like I finished the program. I don't feel like I know anything. So that's really helpful to yeah. like hear that. Cause you, yeah. you're you, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, no, I mean, I know a lot. Thank you, Austin, for teaching me everything I know. But I'm like, I'm in no way ready to like go work for a company. Like I can't really think of a ton of inherent value that I can bring other than like, you know, we've had speakers say like your energy is really valuable and like having like a, like the, eager hunger and all of that can like fire up the team but I'm also like other than that though like I'm just a smiling face a little bit yeah (laughs) no like it's really important for us old timers to see the industry through your eyes (laughs) to see every job like it's their first oh my god I'm working on a main title sequence and I've worked on like a (laughs) hundred so I'm like oh my main title sequence is gonna be a hard one but a good one you know it's fun to it's fun to see that and then just remember that depending on where you land, you're going to be supported by all these people. And it's not just you mm. doing the work. Like your work is going to be influenced and informed by so many other people. So you'll be shocked at how productive you are and how quick mm. you get once you're in a pipeline, mm. in a place. 
And again, that's why the mentorship and understanding the team, whenever a, a young person is leaving school and talking about going and becoming a one man, one man band somewhere, like a marketing communications company or at a direct internal and client, like, oh, I'll be the person doing all their social. Is there anybody else? Nope, it's just me. It's like, this is not a good first job. You know, it might be something you have to take because you need a job and that's totally fine. But like, it's not an ideal first job because an ideal first job has you surrounded by people that it become invested in your success. Went to the room with the person that's finishing the, the job. You'll sit down and you'll speak because you don't have imposter syndrome, but you'll ask questions. Mm -hmm. You'll say, hey, what do you, mm -hmm. why'd you do that? Why do we need that? And they'll be like, oh my God, in my day, we had to sit in a room and da 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 da, da and you'd get my spiel right back at you from that. <laughs> but that person would then take ownership of mentoring you and, and mm -hmm. showing you things. Like, oh, look at this thing I did right in the beginning of my career. And you're like, I was mm -hmm. two years old when that came out. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, go make me a coffee. <laughs> Awesome. What a fun couple of episodes. We want to extend a huge thank you to Michelle. Yeah, she came to the table with a lot of really great questions that sparked a lot of conversation behind the scenes with us that are going to inform a lot of what we talk about in the coming season. So it's going to be really great.